You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello, listeners. You are tuned into Very Loose Women live on Resonance 104.4 FM, or perhaps via our podcast. My name is Anna Rose, and I have a couple of um, unfortunate announcements, which is that Soyla and Leo are both away this week, or not available, but that's okay, because we have the lovely Nikki with us. Hi. Um, I'm very excited to introduce Emma. Hello. Who is an um, illustrator, fellow podcast maker, and we actually have, John is always, well, often with us in the studio, but we've also given him a mic for the night because we're talking about the creative process. I'm very grateful. <laughs> the, the silent man that makes the show. Um, so as I mentioned, we are going to talk about the creative process and what it means to be a creative person. Does anyone have an opinion on being called a creative or what it means to be creative? Oh God, where do we begin with that? Um, well, me and Nikki talked about this a little bit before we started the show. And I think mainly when you're a creative, it is like, I think we discussed basically that it's all about making something, but do you do it for yourself or do you do it for everyone else? Do you do it because you want to make content? Do you do it because it gives you joy, it inspires you? And I think, you know, everyone everyone is creative in one way or another you know but some people don't think that they are creative yeah i i definitely agree that everyone is creative in one way or another but i think when i was younger i used to be like really creative and writing plays all the time and doing all sorts of silly things and then when i started doing like more practical work i guess i kind of decided that i wasn't a creative person but recently i've been kind of realizing that actually not only is like their creativity, even in practical work, you still have to use that creative side of your brain, but also like there's lots of things that I do that are creative, even if, like you say, even if it's not for kind of producing content. Or, Although you literally yeah. are here producing content. I am right now <laughs> producing very, very good quality content. Um, um, that's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, to that point, what, what kind of creative outlets does everyone have? John? Um, so I do, I do a little bit of music and um, a little bit of kind of, of radio and, and um, audio stuff when I can. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd sort of identify myself as, as a creative person massively. I just think it sort of it comes with certain connotations. And if I was to sort of go around and, and use it as a label and say, you know, oh, I, I you know. I'm a quite creative person or something like that. I feel like it always comes with some expectations, you know. Um, so I don't know, yeah, that's just kind of uh, my thoughts on it. But, yeah, I just sort of uh, create when I can, um, and uh, that's, that's it, really. What, what are you making, Emma? God, I make... <laughs> I don't want to sound like that person who's overly enthusiastic. I make a lot of things. Um, I am mainly an illustrator, I do graphic design, posters and stuff like that. But I enjoy loads of other things that you could consider creative. Uh, for example, you know, recording podcasts. Um, and I s recently recorded one of my own earlier this year, which was all about, you know, people, you know, like you guys that do all these fantastic things. But I was trying mainly to share them, you know, to the world, to other people so that people like that can have a voice and can be you know can be heard and recognized for for those great things that they do um you know much like yourselves here 
Yeah, I think I think I have a bit of a issue with the word creative because it's literally in my job title. So as a professional, my my job title is creative director and I actually it's a lot off. of pressure. Uh, yeah. You better be creative. Yeah, otherwise. yeah but to, to the point of expectations, it's like, is there a uniform that people expect me to turn up in? Because I'm a, like, what does a creative wear? Someone tell me. This <laughs> just reminded me of like a really weird, um, you know, at school when they come and teach you about like jobs. And I remember them saying that like most jobs you should wear like a black suit for the interview. But if it's a creative job, maybe you should wear like yeah, a purple or a exactly. green blazer. I really remember them saying that. So that's definitely true that there is like a an image of like what a creative person is. And it's like covered in bright colours. So is creative just defined by what you wear to the job interview? Yeah, after that, you can just go back to the black suit. <laughs> I think most people do that as well. Most people, you know, I think that's the issue. Most people try to present themselves as something and then, you know, when they actually get that job, they, they are something completely different, which is which is very annoying. And that's why, you know, you should be yourself and dress like yourself. And if that's not, you know, what other people like, then that's that's their, their issue and it's their problem. You know, if you want to come out wearing all black, you can still be creative and you can still be artistic. Well, actually, I think all black is kind of the creative uniform at the moment. I think really? Steve, Steve Jobs did a wonderful thing for the black turtleneck. And now it's, <laughs> it's yeah. seen of a sign of creativity. If Well, I actually, I had a boss who uh, only wore black T-shirts and jeans and he he said that it was because he didn't wake up every morning trying to decide what to wear or you know how he was going to impress the people he was around all day he got up he knew exactly what he was going to wear and he could focus his mind on more important this problems is, mm. this reminds me so much about something that um mark commode who also does his own podcast said that he because someone saw him once in like this blue t-shirt or something made a comment and he was like you know what from now on i'm just gonna wear a suit and all black and black shoes and this is how i will be known <laughs> so <laughs> i think that's awesome i yeah. think that's great you should wear whatever you want but yeah i'm I, you can't see this but i am wearing a black turtleneck at the moment <laughs> you and are. i kind of feel <laughs> <laughs> you've been seen yes i've been seen <laughs> yes but what, what are the other expectations of creativity or creative people because I think we were talking about this before we came on air but is there an expectation that you're going to share the work or that you're going to finish the work or is it does it still count as creative if you get halfway through it yeah I think it does and also that if you don't share the work I mean you've still done it and the creative process is a really important thing for the person that is is kind of creating the work as well so like I do some writing like sometimes I write poetry or like I write a journal and it's not always that creative but the process of like writing and thinking of the way to write things is still feels like a creative process yeah and I think it's almost like it can be liberating to do it just for you and not have to worry about who's going to read it afterwards yeah and you definitely have a different um mindset when you start off because you're you like like you say this may or may not never ever be seen by anyone else whereas a lot of people and this is something about creativity um i've I've had moments in my like career where people have said oh this is too creative like in university once um i was told you can't write poetry and do abstract art that's that's too creative you have to think in a commercial way you're an illustrator how are you going to sell this 
and this brainwashes you so much into into thinking oh, okay everything that i do now you know i have to do it for everyone else and have to make it look a certain way i'm not going to put it on my instagram because you know it, it doesn't look right it doesn't the Fit grid the is messed up now and stuff like that and i think that's awful and i think people even more so should be doing things for themselves all the time and not share them and keep them in a way i guess that's the difference between you know being creative um and being creative in a way that you can you know support yourself financially so yeah. you know in, in that respect it's kind of yeah so you can you can do these illustrations you can write these poems but why don't you focus on something that's going to be creative and that gets you employment to be quite honest i think i've been paid for more things um artistically that i've illustrated and drawn that i've disliked than i have about things that i've liked and i think that's part of the downfall in a sense of people trying to teach you this is creative this isn't this will be liked this will be seen this will gain an audience this won't mm. but I, I think as well it's the element of if someone's paying for it then ultimately they're the artist and you're just the hands that they're using and that I, is true as well i mm. mean i, I did Sadly. art history at um at school and i always found it really interesting that the artists that we know of as really famous artists a lot of the work that we know them for was commissioned and actually they didn't decide to paint that church someone else told them to paint that church and it was the way that they expressed their craft that made them this absolute legend person, and yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's true and as well. that's how i feel okay about the fact that i'm paid for my creativity make a living off it <laughs> and also because it's a wonderful job but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i am very jealous yes <laughs> it's a good job it's interesting isn't it because i just i just think that um in a way now if you're doing something creative but but that's been limited by a brief you know by limited by someone who's paying you instantly you think of someone as being a bit of a sellout you know if a record yeah. company is telling an artist you know we that's great but we want something that can appeal to more people it's instantly more of a, a sellout right but in a way that's as you say has been going on for 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 a long long time <laughs> so it, yeah it's difficult to define i think it depends because you might be going into say a degree or ha be interested in art but going into having a degree you're like I, i'm doing this and i'm paying money for this and what I want in in the end will be to earn money, you know, and earn some skill and get some skills, and then that if you already step into it with that mindset, if if you're a sellout, then you didn't you kind of intend to be a sellout at the beginning? I think you did because if you're accepting all these off all these offers that you get from people for different jobs, then you yeah you're the one saying yes and signing it, you know, it's not it's not someone else, and I think it's just some people are are like that or perhaps you you know are in a moment of desperation and you've been <laughs> doing, <laughs> That's doing true as well. shows and tiny theatres and someone spots you and says I want to put you on Broadway and actually if it pays your rent then mm. well I guess another motivating factor of creativity is fame right yeah, fame and money come hand in hand and whether you're doing it for the money or doing it for the fame is quite hard to disentangle well hopefully people get to that spot and they choose rightly but i don't know i mean i know a few people i don't know many people that have actually managed to get themselves to to a state where they're very famous yeah you know so i think that's that's difficult it's like when you have an idea to do something creative what do you do with it yes. you know what do you how do you get it to that to that stage 
Well, that's a brilliant question, though. When when you have an idea to the room, what, what do you then do to turn it into something? Because everyone has ideas, but I guess what unites the four of us and probably a lot of people listening is that we're the kind of people that try and do something with it, whether, <laughs> whether it's just writing it for ourselves or... John, what do you do? Uh, well, so if I was to think about, you know, uh, creating music, it's always something that I love doing get really excited about doing so if i come up with something new um i'll instantly want to to show it around tell everyone and it will be you know something that's a work in progress and while it's a work in progress it's kind of it doesn't matter if it's not perfect it doesn't matter if you know because i can send it around and be like oh here what do you think of this at the moment but when it gets to something that's finished it's a completely different thing right because if if they're going to criticize you if there's something they don't like about it if there's something that they think you should change um it's kind of past that point um so i'm really i find it so difficult i, w- I wouldn't exactly call myself a perfectionist but i find it difficult to be in the point where i want anything that i create to, to go public um mm-hmm. and i think you know bringing it back to sort of this is is why i love radio really because if I'm allotted a one-hour period where I have to talk and create <laughs> and entertain, um, you know, no matter how much I prepare, um, you know, that is going out live and that's going to be finished and that's going to be, you know, over with. And so, in a way, that's great because I don't have time to think about all the little things I'd change. I think that's why you probably enjoy radio and recording because this is it. This is, you know, you did it in the moment and you were excited and you enjoyed it and you loved it and you even have this, you know, it's like... Your, your memory or your memento of that night and that's great and I am very similar to you so if I make if I create anything and I'm excited about it and share it with people hearing feedback that is negative or different to my expectations has always been very difficult it's always been one of the reasons why I would sometimes even want to you know put a stop to a project and never ever ever see it or touch it again <laughs> but you know and this is why why we talked about what we talked about earlier which was you know sometimes do it for yourself because i think all the people in this room are doing this as well for themselves and that's yeah. great that's yeah. all the joy you need i, I wonder yeah. if we can get meta for a, for a moment because yeah. <laughs> i think it might be quite interesting to talk about how you make a radio show and all four of us also have our own three of us on the side of the table have podcasts um, John works on his own audio project. So we're all making audio, not just in this room, but outside this room. And I wonder if anyone in this room has ever talked about that process or how you go about making making 30 minutes worth of audio. <laughs> Where do you begin? Where do you begin? That's such a good question. I guess it's like a very different process if it's a live show than if it's a podcast. Because if it's a podcast, like I've made podcasts before and it's it's kind of there's a lot more room to kind of arrange things in the way that you want them so you can spend like weeks or even months like gathering all these different sound bites and thinking about what you're going to say when and re-recording and re-recording and re-recording and then like kind of putting it all together on the computer whereas with something like this it's just it's more about the planning beforehand like you need to think about what what kind of questions you're going to ask what you're going to say so that it kind of flows I think I've definitely been stuck in in the loop of you know recording a podcast interview with someone and then having to record it again and again and again and again it's like what do you do how do you make it what is it lacking what is what am I doing and it's sometimes you know it is that it is that preparation beforehand like you say where you need to be sat down with a person and get to know them and get to know you know what they 
what they how they express when they're uncomfortable for example you know or you know how how they talk about things and how they pause and in, in certain moments because i think sometimes people aren't used to each other's voice and way of speech and that that makes you want to edit it even more and oh that loop again and yeah. there's there's something going on in this room that we're all aware of because we're in the room but everyone listening is not which is the amount of eye contact that's happening right now and we're yeah. all frantically looking at each other <laughs> <Yeah>. to make <laughs> make visual cues about who's going to speak next or you know who has something that they want to add to that because we're all very well aware oh. that we cannot edit this <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think you're in an interesting position as well, John, where um, you have to kind of think about which mics are potentially going to cause a, a drama or who's going to cough loudly at any one second. As <laughs> yeah, well, if we're going very meta, I mean, this is a very easy one to do because uh, you will sort of know exactly what you're doing um, and, uh, and and stay at the same level. But yeah, it can be it can be quite difficult and um, just just always you know being aware of of the fact. I think this is one thing with uh, with amateur radio is the fact that you're always going to be working with um, people that. Um, aren't particularly used to it in terms of guests. You know, you get a lot of people come in who have had no idea, who don't, who don't get any sort of like little bits of, of media training and stuff like that. Um, which, to be honest, makes it way more interesting because um, if everyone kind of was perfect and, and there was no issues, I wouldn't really have anything to do. <laughs> so. Yeah. Then again, for example, last week I. Uh, gosh, I recorded something somewhere. I don't want to talk about it, but much, but in detail. But um, it was about six seven of us in a studio and we'd never met before we didn't have time to like chat or anything it was just horrendous because there was so much interruption over people's voices and you could barely and people go on tangents i think it's actually really helpful when people know you know when to take a step back and when to take a step forward so you do have to have i think also in the process of creating something like this you need to have an idea of when to stop yeah, and it's a piece of internal process that that you you kind of do as you're doing it. Where everyone's thinking, is this conversation staying on track? Are we, you know, talking about the things that we said mm. we were going to talk about five minutes before we walked into the studio, or is there actually something far more interesting that we've discovered yeah. that yeah. we should talk and about that, that instead? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's interesting as well that it's like, yeah, like obviously what we're doing at the moment, there's four of us and it's very much like a collaborative process. And I think that's something that's interesting as well, the difference in creative pursuits between stuff that you do on your own and stuff that you do with others. And when you're creating things with others, like no matter what it is, there's definitely, yeah, you have to be a lot more aware of of your of yourself and of kind of how you kind of need to regulate your own like creativity in a way yeah. that you can't just yeah if that makes sense do you prefer working on your own or with others i think most like most of the stuff i i do that i would call creative i mean the main things i'm doing at the moment is like garden design kind of stuff and also activism projects and both of those things i think are really important to to do with others especially activism stuff like it's it's all very well to have like your own idea of like a certain project or um a certain kind of way of working but those kind of things are so much more powerful when you do them with other people and I think you if you're doing that kind of thing with other people you also need to make sure that 
like everybody's creative vision of that is taken on board. So I think personally, I prefer like working with other people. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I've always found it difficult to create something um, completely on my own. I think that's another thing I've I've noticed is that you know if it is it, radio, music, anything like that, I'm I'm I need someone to kind of collaborate with. Mm. If it's radio, I need someone to kind of bounce off because otherwise, you know, just hearing to me, hearing myself back when I'm I'm talking in a room with people versus you know putting another song on and introducing it, it's just like all enthusiasm in my voice just dies. <laughs> you know, it's it's awful, and and it's the same with music. I just I will come up with something, be really excited about it, as I was saying earlier, and without someone to you know then think oh what if we did this here or what if this happened here um i get tired of it and i move on or, or I, I don't know where to go with it you know so i yeah it's it's absolutely it has to be collaborative and that's also quite difficult as well if you're quite shy in how you're creative mm. because you need to sort of have that link with someone you need to be able to open up to someone allow them you know into your little bubble and and think and not worry if they're going to criticize um, so that's another issue and pretty good if you can, you know, if you have the confidence to do something that on your own, I guess. Yeah, Emma, I, I wonder with your podcast project, because you're interviewing other creatives, how much have you let them influence the episodes that they're in or the project as a whole? Um, well, it's it's very difficult with everyone because obviously you don't want them to sort of be talking about stuff, gosh, that are offensive or anything like that. So it's always helpful to sit down and... Um, I had a really shy girl once who's uh, an absolutely wonderful painter and I was I was just adamant to get her on the podcast and, and, I, and ask her to talk about it, but she just did not want to do that. So I, was, I sat her down and I was like, okay, let's just have a chat about what you want to talk about. What 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 are you interested in? What, what are the things that you find you're passionate about? And then she started talking about that. And I was like, well, this is perfect. And we can talk about this like like we do, like we're sat together having a coffee. You know, I think that's that's wonderful. And that's probably the best way to do it. And also, usually we have like a little whiteboard and we write down the different topics on the whiteboard. And we try and, you know, go on on like a little schedule and cover them. That's always very helpful. Yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah. And then what about the editing process? Because, I mean, I know we're talking about live radio right now, but... To everyone in the room, how do you make the decision of what to cut and what to um, keep? I and take my laptop and I shove it into my boyfriend's hands. And I'm like, please edit away <laughs> because some days I can't stand my voice. <laughs> yeah, I hate editing. I'm really like, I just want to hold on to everything, you know. I don't like cutting, cutting massive chunks out. But like, I don't know. I often find myself with really long things that need cutting quite brutally and I don't like it well it would be quite funny is if we just cut a massive section of this out from here <laughs> of the podcast yeah. version of the show and people who didn't listen to it live will have absolutely no, no idea, idea what, what happens after this sentence it's fun <laughs> so thank you all for uh, talking about your creativity and your creative process 
You have been listening to Very Loose Women, live on Resonance 104.4 FM. And our podcast is at acast.com slash verylooswomen. So if you want to go and listen to it, you can find it there. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, it's around. And you'll also find all of our archives. There is another show about creativity, a slightly different angle. But if you're interested in this topic, um, go and search for that one. It's really interesting and really uh, inspiring to hear. Thank Lots you. of other people. Um, and also rate the show, of course. Yeah, Tell us how much you love show. us. Um, thank you, John, as well, for doing the engineering, as well as being a guest on the show. Um, we are going to play out to a song about imagination written by the husband of a wonderful fine artist. And hopefully Leo and Soy back in the studio next week.